This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's the weekend, so relax and listen to some stories the whole family can enjoy. That's right. It's the Saturday Story Circle, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Chapter 10 Constable Andy Parker sat bolt upright in bed and froze, staring into the pitch darkness of his empty apartment. He fumbled by the side of the bed for the light switch, and with the sudden click of the lamp some of the shadows fell away. He felt for the clock and struggled to force his eyes to comprehend what he saw. Two-fifteen. He fell back on the bed and stared at the ceiling for a few moments. His heart was racing. He supposed that even in his dreams he was unable to stop worrying about his mysterious chief and the remarkable young woman who followed him into danger with such joy. I've never needed you to worry about them before, Parker, he told himself yet again to no avail. He stared at the ceiling for another minute, becoming more and more awake with each passing moment. He sighed and pulled himself up. Maybe some milk would help him sleep. He wobbled to his feet and pulled his robe on as he padded towards the door. He felt for the light in the narrow hallway and, not finding it, carried on as best he could into the kitchen. He clicked the light switch over the sink as he rubbed his eyes and peered into the icebox. Puzzled at what he found or rather what he didn't, he stuck his head in further. "'I finished it,' said a voice behind him, rolling quietly in like a far-off peal of thunder. It was all that Andy Parker could do not to jump and crack his head on the door of the icebox. He turned and peered over his shoulder. A tall figure in a long gray coat clung to the shadows in the corner, a red mask upon his face, and a glass of milk in his hand. The red panda grinned, just a little, from the corner of his mouth. Andy Parker had served his mysterious chief long enough to know that he didn't let just anyone see that grin, even for a second, and for a moment he stopped resenting the scare. "'You're welcome to it,' Parker said, closing the icebox door. "'Excuse me, I wasn't expecting a social call.' "'I shouldn't think so,' the Red Panda said, stepping into the room. "'This sort of thing doesn't work that well when we telephone ahead.' "'Have you ever tried?' Parker frowned, sitting at the small table. The Red Panda paused a moment. "'It's an interesting point,' he said, "'but at least somewhat beside the point. "'I apologize for the lateness of the hour. "'I've been trying to catch up with reports from around the city, "'and Spiro had you flagged as urgent.' "'He did?' Parker still did not quite have his bearings. The Red Panda frowned. "'Was he misinformed?' Parker shook his head, more to wake himself up than anything else. No, no, he said. I just... He said you'd been away. The Red Panda looked stern. Did he now? He said... He said he hadn't heard from you in days. That is true, the masked man intoned. I was worried you... I thought you might have been near that warehouse when it blew up. Parker was sure he was overstepping his bounds. He tried not to raise his eyebrow as he looked at the man in the mask and knew that he was dead right. "'We might have been there,' the Red Panda said quietly. "'What do you know about it?' "'Just that it was a pretty dramatic piece of overkill. 
Aside from the fact the entire place was wired with enough industrial-grade explosives to blast a hole halfway to China, there's not much to tell. Andy Parker could contain his question no longer. Is she all right? Is she... The Red Panda seemed more baffled than annoyed. She's all right, he said at last. It was a close one for both of us. What would we have done if you... I mean, what should we have... Parker sighed. It was a question he had always wanted to ask, and he was bungling it because he was still half asleep. To his amazement, a red, gauntleted hand gave him a chuck on the shoulder, and the red panda sat down in the chair across the table from him. "'I don't think I've been in here before,' he said, looking around. "'You don't get much on a constable's salary.' Parker bristled a little, confused. "'No,' he said. "'I don't guess you do.' "'You know, most of my agents get a little help of some kind,' he said quietly. "'I don't want money from you,' Parker snapped in spite of himself. "'Why not?' the Red Panda challenged. "'If I bring you information, if I act on your behalf, "'I do it because I think it's the right thing to do, "'that I'm serving justice. "'Then whatever Chief O'Malley might say, it's my choice. "'If I took anything from you to do it, I'd just be another dirty cop.' The Red Panda nodded. It's a distinction not many would see or understand, but it means something to you because it is who you are. Right. Parker felt he was awake now at last. Right. The man in the mask smiled. I don't know what you'd have done if the Flying Squirrel and I had died in that explosion, Parker. We face death so often I can't always make contingency plans. That may sound cavalier or reckless, but it's nothing of the kind. It is who we are. Do you understand? Parker nodded and said nothing. Good. Can you get me a complete report on that warehouse explosion? Today? The blank eyes on his mask seemed to burn. Parker nodded again. I'll get what there is, he said, but no one's been very interested. They're prepared to write it off as arson, mostly because they can't think of another motive for setting a blast that huge. Can you? The Red Panda smirked. I kind of imagined they were trying to kill you, Parker laughed and stood up from the chair. He moved to a bureau in the next room, and unless I miss my guess, it had something to do with the robbery at the Empire Bank. The Red Panda stood now, the white eyes in his mask focused with ferocious intensity on his agent as Parker returned to the room, a file folder in his hand. Agent 51 reporting, Parker said with a grin. Addison is on the air. Do you love old-time radio? Yes! You know absolutely nothing about old-time radio. Also yes. Then Madison on the Air is for you. Follow Madison, a modern-day makeup influencer, as she zapped back into the golden age of radio. Every episode is standalone with a wide variety of genres to choose from, like detective noir. You put the dick in private dick. Superheroes. So I am in the body of the green hornet. Westerns. Saloon fight. Now this is a western. Sci-fi. Dude, the Martian's got a freaking heat ray. Plus classic characters. Toto. Oh, I gotta get that dog into an obedience class. Really digging Dracula's OG goth style. <gasps> what if I killed freaking Sherlock Holmes? And many more. Actual old-time radio scripts adapted. It's like if the MST3K riff tracks guys were in the movies they riff. Start at the beginning or jump around to any title that grabs you. New episodes premiere the first of every month. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.